Hey, welcome to yet another episode of what? What is this show? I, I host so many of them. Crystal Silence League Radio Hour uh, with your host, the Reverend John Saint Germain. <clears throat> brought to you, of course, by Lucky Mojo Radio Network. So uh, this week we're going to continue our discussion um, of the mighty power uh, that underlies all things and how we can grab a hold of it and get, break us off a piece of it. So. Uh, why don't you come back in just a few minutes, and uh, we will, um, by golly, jump right into that. So, come on back. producer tells me that the sound is working. We have won another round of blog talk radio roulette and we hit the jackpot tonight. The audio files are working. The sound is working. All systems are go. I should shut up now while we're ahead and uh, not draw down the wrath of the blog talk gods. They'll smite us right out of the water and we should just forge right ahead with our show. Uh, tonight, of course, we're discussing the uh, the mighty power that we have uh, um, been evoking, and uh, this, of course, is the creative force, the God law, the life essence itself. And we're going to go more into that. Um, but, of course, for those of you who may not know, and for those of you who may be new listeners, this is uh, uh, the Crystal Silence League Radio Hour, which is an off-branch of the Crystal Silence League itself, which was originally founded in 1917 by Mr. Claude Alexander Conlon, for the purpose of distributing positive prayers and affirmations for all those who need such. And when Mr. Conlon passed into the silence around 1954, the League pretty much went with him, although we do hear from members who continued to practice. And this uh, network of affirmation was accomplished through the use of crystal balls. Everybody had crystal balls, and they would look into those balls and project and receive gift waves of tremendous power. Um, around uh, 2009 or so, uh, adepts, spiritual adepts of the Missionary Independent Spiritual Church uh, started the uh, Crystal Silence League backup on the web, creating a new type of network, a new type of crystal ball ministry um, through the web. And if you go to the Crystal Silence League website, www.crystalsilenceleague.org, you will find that you can post prayers there. And people will pray for you. Lots and lots of people will pray for you, including uh, the pastors of the Crystal Silence League, um, who will print out your prayers and put them on our altars, and we will pray for you. 
And since the beginning of the show, the inception of it, it's been my custom to read aloud some of these prayers, which we'll be doing uh, later. You can also go to the gift shop and buy crystal balls and literature, um, some of which was penned by our founder, Claude Conlon. And uh, a recent book was about a year ago, in fact, uh, was written by me, um, Reverend John St. Germain, called Crystal Magic. Um, and you can buy that book as well, uh, which has updated the uh, uh, the techniques which were founded by our uh, our good master many, many years ago. Uh, <clears throat> so um, before we get into our prayers, we always like to look at our crystal of the week. And we um looking at um, golden heliodor today, yellow heliodor, sometimes known as golden barrel. It is a form of barrel. And heliodor is not a cheap stone. Um, it's a fairly expensive stone, but again, size doesn't matter in rock work. I see people with huge chunks of crystal. And uh, with um, crystal work, size doesn't always matter. Um, so with heliodor, a piece about half an inch long can be very powerful. And this being yellow uh, resonates to the solar plexus chakra, and it can help you discharge an excess of nervous energy or anger, and it can also bring in um, um, a protective uh, energy and help help ground you in the present moment. It um, it is a stone of hope, of happiness, of creative energy, and is often used by crystal healers to treat and alleviate depression. Um, it can also help ward off as a, as a protective stone. If you can afford enough of it to make a grid, it's a protective stone against hostile and unfriendly energies um, and evil ghosts and spirits. So um, now I'm going to tell you, since crystals remember and transform energy, uh, rock crystal quartz um, is a stone that can absorb the energy of others. So of other stones. So Heliodor placed in a bowl of crystal quartz, the crystal quartz will temporarily take on the attributes of Heliodor, which is a very good way to spread the healing powers of Heliodor uh, inexpensively. Um, if you make an elixir of Heliodor, just drop it in water, it won't dissolve, and let it sit out in the sun. Being a yellow stone, it is particularly activated by sunlight. And then add a few drops of brandy, and then this can be uh, taken as a tonic um, to help alleviate depression and just give you a boost of energy. And it can also be sprinkled around the house to enliven and enrich the environment, uh, similar to the, what you would use peace water for. Um, and uh, if you mix some of the Heliodor elixir with Chinese wash, it is a wonderful cleansing element for the negative and evil energies that you want to get rid of when you do things like a spiritual wash. So that is our Heliodor Crystal of the Month, one of our very nice crystals. We do we do like our Heliodor, don't we? Um, so um, let's do our little segue. It is the custom as I said, to read aloud many prayers uh, from our uh, Crystal Silence League website. And um, I'm going to tell you that um, we get well over 100 of these a week, and some weeks we get um, uh, many hundreds, I think. I, I remember one week we got um, 
I counted almost 150 prayers and um, during times of uh, stress and adversity we get lots and lots and lots of prayers and uh, um, we um, the pastors are sometimes overloaded to pray for everybody but we do hear letters all the time from people who tell us that um, they are uh, grateful to us because their prayers are answered and um, you know, it's truly, uh, it's truly said, you know, ask and you shall receive. That's what we believe in the Crystal Silence League. That a lot of people praying for the same thing uh, generated tremendous spiritual power. So join with me, if you will, and we'll pray for some of the uh, following people. Uh, I don't call out names, although I have the names here and the pictures in front of me. Um, as you do if you're a member or a pastor of Crystal Silence League. And I will call out um, the number, the prayer identification number. Um, so those of you who have given prayers, you may hear your identification number and go, hey, it's me. So here we go. Uh, prayer ID number 58865, who says um, um, that all legal proceedings be dropped and no charges filed against this particular practice in their Christian counseling practice. Who would sue a Christian counseling practice? Goodness. May, may these charges be dropped. Amen. Prayer ID number 58864, who says, Father, you have asked, you have said, ask and it shall be given. Knock and the door shall be opened to you. Any sinner who truly repents for their mistakes and welcomes you into their life, you shall help them, no matter how difficult the task may seem. Finally, you have said to us, focus on me and not the storm. Father, I've tried all avenues and have done everything to the best of my abilities in good faith. And I humbly ask you to please give me fruitful and a steady means of employment as quickly as you can. Amen. And we have prayer ID number 58863. Dear God, R and I are so thankful for all that you've given us in this lifetime. We ask and pray for one more thing, that you will bless us with a baby soon. Please, God, we pray to you in the name of thy Son, Jesus Christ. Please, please, please bless us with a child. Amen. And prayer ID number 58862. I unfriended a friend due to being drunk. They've rejected my friendship. I need prayers for a miracle that they will forgive me and let me in again and that all roadblocks are pushed out of the way so that we can be friends again. Amen. And prayer ID number 58861. I pray that my husband will return home to me and we will work toward healing our relationship and marriage with each other without the negative interference of others, that our hearts will open to each other and we will change what we have done to wrong one another. What God has brought together, let no man or woman tear apart. Amen. And prayer ID number 58860. Please heal me from the broken relationship that I just wasted time on. I hope this person changes his ways and doesn't hurt anyone else in the future. More importantly, I need to heal as fast as possible so I can go out and date and find a real man for myself one and done. Amen. That's good for you. Get back get back on your feet. There's a lot of no good men, but there's a lot of good men too. Prayer ID number 58859. Please, God, pray I do well in this exam I'm about to take. Please, God, amen. Prayer ID number 58858. Hello, beautiful souls. 
my name is such and so, and I live in so and so, Canada, and I have an interview this morning at a cosmetic aesthetic beauty bar. And the name is given here if you want to go look it up. Please pray that I nail my interview this morning at 10.30 a.m. And I get a call back today telling me I got the job as spa manager. This job is very pivotal to my life right now, and getting it would be a tremendous help to me. Thank you so much. Love and light to you all. Amen. And prayer ID number 58857. I, I quickly want my book submissions to be accepted by good agents and for great offers to be given to me quickly. Amen. 58855, who prays? Father Almighty, you said, Ask, it shall be given, and seek, you shall find. Lord, help me to encounter my own portions of the richest of the Gentiles. Lord, the three people that promised to assist me with the finance, employment, visa, accommodation, place my thought in their heart all the time, and let them be disturbed in their spirit. Lift me out of this critical financial difficulties, and let your light shine in my life. Lord, I promise to remain forever grateful and faithful to you. Amen. That's someone who knows how to pray. And we have prayer ID number 58852. God in heaven, please grant my desire to secure employment at the TAC within the requested salary amount. Along with your trusted servant, St. Expedite, let me wish be granted and come to pass with speed, love, honor, and grace. Amen. We have prayer ID number 58849. My husband has abused me for the past eight years. I've stuck in there because I truly loved him and thinking I was doing the right thing by sticking by him no matter what. But then multiple women kept popping up. He would leave me for days and only come around when he needed me. Been in mental hospital twice from severe depression, broken ribs, etc. I can't take it any longer and don't want him back, but do want him to feel and realize the pain he has caused me and guilt he makes me feel like I did wrong. Amen. Terrible thing. Prayer ID number 58848. My grandmother is near the end of her 95 years. Please pray that she has a peaceful passing and that God welcomes her into his kingdom. Amen. Prayer ID number 58846. Please pray that I get the job position that I have recently interviewed for. Pray that they will find me as the perfect fit for the position and contact me offering the position. Amen. Prayer ID number 58845. I pray for the soul of my partner be restored and the woman who admits with laughter she is responsible for the ill luck of health, wealth, and unhappiness in his life. She is pure evil and manipulates him emotionally with lies, using their son as a tool for her own personal gain. Looks like there's some cursing going on here. His personality is becoming more hostile toward me to a physical point. My life is in a slow destruction. I need help for the sake of his once beautiful soul and his spirit and mentality so we can all move on. Thank you. Amen. And let's have one more. Prayer ID number 58841, College for My Son. Please, Father, God, allow Fredonia College and or Purchase College to accept my son. God, this, these are the colleges that he really wants. Lord, you say in your Bible, you have not because you ask not. I'm asking you to please have this, these colleges accept my son. Thank you, Lord God. Amen. 
And let's have us a few moments of um, prayer for all those in need of prayer and succor and um, comfort and strength. Amen. May everyone be at peace and be happy, especially tonight. I don't know why especially tonight, but it just sounds good. You know, uh, Tuesdays are always really busy for me. Um, Mondays are busy, but Tuesdays are crazy for me uh, in my spiritual practice. I get, um, I'm booked up solid. I'm just booked up solid with people needing help. And, uh, and in between people needing help, I get more requests for people needing help. So Tuesdays are just crazy for me. And uh, But no matter how tired I am, um, when I, sometimes I'm setting the show up and I'm just thinking, man, I need to just take a nap tonight or something. Because, you know, I'm, a, I'm an old guy. Uh, but no matter how tired I am, uh, praying for others restores me. And I get filled with the Spirit. And I feel young again and happy. And it's truly said, you know, if you do for others, you get back tenfold. And I'm just going to tell you that those who take from others get nothing. They get nothing back. And there's no profit. There's, there is no profit in that. Um, tonight we're talking about the, the great power. And um, so we, <clears throat> we, we talked about in the last few lessons that if, that, uh, if you're raised in the same tradition I was raised in, um, in church, you were taught to think of um, the uh, uh, God as a as a person um, living out there somewhere who has emotions like we have and who has uh, um, who's created things and who rewards and punishes you. And I ask you to just for a while think God not as a personality but as a law. And um, so, what I'd like you to think about now is that the idea that this law is omnipresent. This law is in everything, and that we we've talked about this that this law one aspect of it is creative force the creation itself, and that all things are created, 
um, everything came into being as an act of creation, and there is no distinction, no difference between the creation and the creator, because if there is a creator, if there is a God, then he had to take of himself to create. How could it be otherwise? And uh, so everything is part of creation and is creation. So if this is true, then I'm going to go out a little further and say that this creative force is life. It's, it is the life force and that everything is alive. Everything. Life is everywhere. The dirt under our feet is alive. And so if we are thinking in terms of absolute oneness like this, and this is what I'd like to ask you to do because this is how we're going to manifest this force as law, um, it's got to be everywhere. If we find one thing in the universe that's not alive, then this whole idea of omnipresence or absoluteness falls apart, right? So we have to test and prove this theory. So something that's not alive cannot be part of creation. It's got to be alien and foreign to creation. And do we find anything like that? Well, I want to tell you that the all the great spiritual teachers uh, throughout history have taught that there is a sort of living aspect to the universe, that there's life in everything, and that there's nothing dead in nature, that death is a transformation um, in the material of the dead body. Life in manifestation and expression is in everything, even down to the hardest mineral form and the atoms comprising that form. And it might surprise you that two to 3,000 years ago, this was accepted. Now, I think we, we, we can all accept plants are alive. You know, the plants are alive. They react to their environment. They, they, uh, they grow and they die. Now, we can, we can understand this, but let's go even further. Now, you can go down very small uh, in these very tiny creatures, tiny, tiny things. Gnats, okay, we, we understand gnats are alive. We go from smaller. Uh, there are these things that you find in infusoria called moneras, and these are the simplest life forms that you can find. All they are is a, a little speck of plasm, and um, all you can find is just a speck of plasm that's just like a, a spot of goop. Yet, yet, the only, you know, they're the, they're the tiniest organisms that we know of, and the only reason they're called organisms is because they uh, exercise all the requisites for being alive. They require nutrition, they reproduce, they have sensation, and they have movement. So, um, even these very tiny, tiny creatures um, um, are alive. And the monorons, um, if we consider this as a very low form of living matter, um, has sensation. It draws away from danger and draws toward nutrition. It reacts. It reacts. So we go down even further to these creatures called diatoms or living crystals. They're these tiny, tiny little geometric forms. It's a tiny little drop of plasm covered by a thin, um, sandy or silicone-like material. And you can only see them through very strong microscopes. And they're tiny. They're very tiny, tiny. But they are alive. They're alive. They're, and they're, they're 
they're crystals. They're almost crystalline in nature, but they're alive. So let's take a jump from there to crystals. To crystals. Yes, they manifest the same attributes as life. Crystals are born in the very plasma of the earth. They grow and they live. They draw nutrition from the earth. They live and they can be killed. You can kill crystals by chemicals. You can kill them by electricity. You can kill them by pressure. So are crystals alive? Yes. So there is a science called plasmology, which is the study of crystalline life. Now, there is some speculation that crystals even have gender, male, female. Now, this sounds crazy, but it is. Um, so crystallization, the process, tessellization, how crystals grow, is not just a mechanical grouping of dead atoms, but an organic and vital birth. The crystal forms in the mother, the bowels of the earth, its body is built up systematically, regularly, and according to a well-defined plan or pattern, just as we are from DNA, just as animals are, just as trees are, there's life at work in the growth of crystals. It also reproduces itself by separating and splitting off, just as the lower forms of life do. So the difference between the growth and development of the crystals is that the crystal takes its nourishment from the outside and builds up its outer surface, while things like moneras and diatoms absorb its nourishment from within and grows outwardly from within. If the crystal had a soft center and took its nourishment in that way, it would be identical with a diatom and would be considered a life form. So crystals, like live, all living forms, may be sterilized. The tessellation can be stopped. The growth can be stopped. They can be rendered dead through chemicals, electrical processes, uh, pressure, so they can be killed. Now, it looks like life. So, remember this. The, the hardest rocks and minerals are crystals, dirt and earth upon which we live, grow, etc., are crumbled rock and miniature crystals. The very du dust under our feet is alive. This is very important to understand. Nothing is dead. There's no transformation of dead matter into living plant matter and then into living animal matter. The very chemicals are alive. And from the chemical to man's body, there's just a continuous change or transformation of living matter. This chain is unbroken. It's a cycle. Changes in living forms from simple form to higher form. And then, of course, when the body dies, it goes back to nourishes the earth. So we have many, many, many. Um, I mean, I could go on. I can go on. I got a great case for the everything being alive, but I don't. I don't have to make the case. Um, um, many, many, many people before me have said, "Okay, the universe is alive." So um, this is something that we accept on faith right now, because uh, if you develop a sensation of uh, a sensitivity toward the idea of life, um, um, then you, you do have it. Now, if a lot of a lot of very rational people say, well, "What about what life, life and sentience is 
response of matter to external stimulus. How do crystals do this? Yes. Quartz, in fact, generates a thing called the piezoelectric effect. If you bend it, it generates a spark of electricity. If you generate, if you put electricity through it, it will move. Stimulus and response. And many, you know, most crystals do this in some matter. So, yes, by any, any definition we have in science, in philosophy, no matter what you say, crystals live. And this is why one thing, one reason why we can use them as tools. So, um, there, there's lots and lots of studies where uh, electricity has been applied to crystals, metals, etc. And this is the um, this is the result. So, where do you draw a line between living and living matter and non-living matter? You really can't. You really can't. It's a philosophical line. It is a philosophical line. So, um, what we know is that creation is always evolving. It's always changing. It's always transforming. And um, we we deal with this by in our minds, categorizing and separating things, animal, vegetable, mineral. But the separation is entirely artificial. There's life. There's the law. The laws that run the universe. The laws that, that are the universe. Um, and when you break it all down, it's, it all, it's all the same. It all rises from the source. Whether it's animal, vegetable, or mineral, it all is comprised of the same basic building blocks, and these building blocks are alive. We all are created from this living material. I don't have a word for it, this living material that is creation, that is the universe, that is the power, uh, this uncanny power that we're talking about. It, it is everywhere because we are comprised of it. Now, if there is but one, one, then the separation of life is artificial. There's one life. One life. And it's manifested in many different ways. You, me, etc. We're manifestations of the one life. Nothing can die. Nothing can be born. It's manifestation of the one life. And in our attempt to grasp this concept, we call this God. We assign omnipotence to it. The Almighty. And we have interpreted it through all of our different social filters and created a panoply of gods. And because creation is that, creation. And this is our attempt to pay homage to the very forces that have brought everything into existence. What I'm saying is not blasphemy. You know, I'm not blaspheming, although <clears throat> the more fundamentalist people would say so. They would go, oh, no, no, God's this old guy that lives out up in heaven somewhere, and when I die, I'm going to go to heaven. But what I'm telling you now is that this idea of... Uh, enjoying God or experiencing God after we die is absurd. It's absurd. Um, if you, you know, if raised as I was, you're told that God was this wondrous being, uh, have, have some dwelling place somewhere up there or out there, and someday 
um, there would be a judgment, and you'd be rewarded or punished according to the deeds in, in life and on earth. So, um, so I don't have any quarrel with anybody. I don't have any objection if this is what you believe. It's just I don't believe it. It doesn't make sense. And I don't think most people believe it either, even people who profess they believe it. Because believe me, if they did, if people thought that they were standing in judgment, literally standing in judgment, this would be a much better world. Um, so, but there is creation. And what I really have to stress here is that there's intelligence behind it. I'm not talking about intelligent design. I'm not talking about that, but this everything that's created is the same thing that created us, you and me. And what a marvelous power or law this must be. And uh, think about the human body that came into being uh, by accident. No, no, there were things that shaped it, forces, laws that shaped the human body, um, crystals, everything. Um, the the diverse life in the universe, which there were forces that shaped it. And this creative life principle is doing this. Um, and imagine this, the the system that creates sperm from the father over from the woman to come together in such a way that no two human beings are the same. This, this is a, an amazing thing. It's an amazing thing. We are amazing pieces of create expression of creation. Um, and if you think about this, you know, I'm, I'm 57, 58 years ago, I wasn't, I wasn't here. Right. Um, and then, and now I am, that's an amazing thing. It's an amazing thing to me. And, uh, um, the, uh, you know, and if, if our finite minds cannot grasp the infinite, um, that's okay because we are part of the infinite. Now, I doubt, I doubt this whole thing that we have to die and our souls go somewhere before we can know God or the God law. And I do believe that, you know, it says in the Bible, the Spirit of God moved across creation. And I believe that in a very literal sense, this could have been true, um, that the Spirit of God does move across creation. The Spirit of God is creation. So, if we can grasp this, if we can just keep this in mind, and if we can intellectually um, get our minds around it, um, um, nothing, nothing is contradicted. Uh, you know, scientific theory of evolution. Um, it's accepted by every thinking person today. Uh, and um, almost almost every thinking person, almost every reasoning mind, um, where things went from very simple to very complex, basically. Survival of the fittest, uh, natural selection, things like this. And we, we can't say with certainty how it began. We have theories how it began. But one thing we do know, it didn't come out of nothing, and it didn't come from death. Um, when it says the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, now, we know that the earliest life was in the water, 
And if we're talking about life moving through the waters, then there's nothing wrong with that. We're talking about law here. So don't don't throw that out wholesale. Think about people 2,000 years ago, 3,000 years ago, trying to express these concepts in the language and the, in the intellectual limitations of the time. Now, to say that Adam and Eve were molded from dirt is not too far a stretch. We are, we are all comprised of the same material that the dirt under our feet is comprised of. We are crystalline beings. Now, I, I will hope to prove to you, or help you prove to yourself, um, with these exercises and uh, uh, ideas, that the same mighty creative life force is as active now as it was when upon the moment of creation and can bring into you all the success and all the health you ever need and and happiness, whatever you need. Now, I know in my life I went from anger and misery and failure to happiness and success because I, I grasped a small fragment of this law. And the more of this law that I grasp, the easier things become. And I'll tell you that when you find what you're meant to do and you find your place in the world, heaven and earth will come together behind you. And there's a a, a great power, but understand we're talking about the realm of the invisible. This is the realm of the spirit. It cannot be seen, but it can be felt and it can be sensed. Now, um, now, all through uh, this entire thing, um, um, we're going to talk about creation, and I'm going to talk to you about God. And if I say the word God and it turns you off, I apologize. But um, and we're talking about God as law. We're talking about a spiritual law. And if the word spiritual law turns you off because you're a scientist, it, believe me, science, science is a spiritual law too. Um, because most of the laws that govern science are unseen. Gravity, electromagnetism, uh, the quantum field, these are unseen, but they're measurable and they can be sensed. So we're going to talk about another invisible uh, realm, and that's thought. And everything that is in creation right now is a result of thought. And this is a very important thing to know. Um, um, so we have um, to talk about thought for a little bit. And I'm not talking about mind. I'm talking about thought. I don't, don't confuse thought with mind. I'm talking about thought. And after station identification, we'll come back and jump into that ball of wax. LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rework Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ali, Sundays 3 to 4.30. Candela's Corner with Candelo Camisa and Michael Carell, Mondays 5 to 7. The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays 5 to 6. In the Streets with Beverly Smith, Tuesdays 6 to 7. Bitter Foxy with Madame Naya and Jaya Danya, Wednesdays 6 to 7. The Now You Know Show with Professor Charles Porterfield, Thursday 6 to 7.30. 
The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix LeFay, Friday 6 to 7, and Liquid Libations with Andrea Western, Saturdays 5 to 7. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curie Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. Marvelous. Let's talk about thought, and I'm not talking about mind. Um, we're talking about thought itself, the unseen. Um, everything in existence today arose from thought. You know, the houses, um, the machines, the computer that I'm using to communicate with you arose from thought. Did we arise from thought? Did the world, the universe arise from thought? Well, according to the uh, mystical thinkers, yes, uh, we arose from the the mind or the thought. Not Oh, not mind, not mind. We arose from the will of God. And I'm using thought and will almost um, synonymously here. Um, will. Willpower. Will. Be- because I will it, it happens. And I can tell you that philosophers all through the ages have talked about will, an active, creative force of will as a mighty power, not just the willpower represented by man and woman sentient beings, but a creative will at work in the universe that builds up and tears down, changing. Um, this has been, this idea has been entertained and discussed by many, many philosophers. Um, if you want to get deep, read Schopenhauer and who speculates about will being the first cause. Will, in Schopenhauer's philosophy, is God. Will is God. And we're talking about law again. Not identity, not personality, but a force. Um, Now, many people see willpower or will. um, We talk about things like free will. Um, um, The idea that we can make decisions and manifest will in the world as active proof that we emanate from some absolute or uh, omniscient or uh, high type of power. Um, the, um, um, the creative will that we're talking about, um, we, we exercise every day. What we, what we want to do is try to align our tiny will with a giant will that's the creative force of the universe and ride it like a horse or like a locomotive. So as long as we think, though, of nature and ourself as separate from the deity, the God, we're not going to be able to do this because we're pushing God, deity, out there somewhere. So... And we're down here somewhere, and we we can't have that. The whole idea of dualism has to be utterly destroyed from the mind. It's got to be gone from the mind. And think of everything as homogenous and as one, and this takes practice. Everything is an emanation from the mind or the, or the thoughts of the will, the will of the absolute, the one, the creator the creative force, the creative law. And if we see this at work through all the various forces, cohesion, gravity, electricity, but not only that, not only that, 
we see it in all forms of life the 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 drive to live to be to become it's everywhere when you extend your arm when you think of when you think an idea when you decide to create a life for yourself there's a cause behind it there's a pressure of will and this pressure of will is why evolution works evolution goes against the laws of entropy that says things go from order to chaos evolution especially mental evolution and spiritual evolution goes against that it tries to make sense out of chaos it goes from chaos to order it, it is reverse to entropy and that's why the will is a very powerful thing we defy the natural order of the universe to decay so we can decide not to decay and this is the creative will is the absolute manifestation of this absolute that we've been talking about now that's why visualization is very very important in this type of work and doubt must be eliminated doubt I, I say this it's like a mantra with me Doubt will kill you um, in this type of work so one of the things that we we have to do um, is understand that this this power and I have no other words for it but power force um, emanation that created us and created the universe is still here it's just waiting it's still here it didn't put us here and then go away um, it's it's right here um, now through understanding this and dwelling on it and thinking about it you're laying the foundations of manifesting all the things you desire and you have to do it a step at a time though this is one thing I, I've been learning um, in discussing this with people people want to jump right into it you know they want to manifest boom but you got to do it a step at a time and as I learned it and as people I know who successfully do this it is a step at a time and you have to cultivate an attitude of joyous expectation and you got to expect it you got to expect these things to happen because part of creativity is the joy of creation it's the joy of creation and and be honest with yourself about this understand your limits um, your health is going to start to improve when you get up in the morning oxygenate breathe ah, most people don't breathe correctly mr. Conlon was a hog about that he was a bear about that breathe correctly breathe draw it in Ah, mm, uh, mm, do this and I'm going to give you another exercise to do here in just a few minutes um, we're going to have to um, um, do an exercise a week and I want you to keep doing the exercises we learn every week but um, I would like you to um, um, do these exercises and as you do um, you will start to develop more and more awareness now there is a um, uh, an exercise we worked on last week about finding a white spot on the wall and just staring at it and uh, the very first exercise we did we had an affirmation I'm finding the power of the living God and I should repeat that again and again and again until it just was etched into the circuits of your brain now we we had um, 
Um, well, the first one was I believe in the power of the living God, and the second one was I'm finding the power of the living God. Now, this next one uh, <clears throat> for the next week, um, you do before you go to sleep. Now, while you're laying in bed, you be, you're utterly relaxed. Consciously will every muscle to be at ease, and you breathe slowly. You let your breath out, and every time you exhale, you just get a little heavier, a little bit more relaxed, very quiet. Make sure there's nothing in the room that's going to disturb you. No, you know, turn your cell phone off. You don't want your phone going bleep, 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 bleep with people texting and stuff. And you're going to anticipate a very deep and peaceful sleep. But before you do that, close your eyes. Don't move a muscle. And eventually... I want you to get to that point where you don't even feel your physical body. You're so relaxed, you don't even feel your body at all. And it usually starts with the, the feet and the legs and goes up the body. Then your hands get numb, and then sleep will slowly come over you. And I want you to be aware of the process of going to sleep. This is very important. Most of us don't. We're just awakened in sleep, and we don't remember it. Be aware of the process. And now, I want you... Uh, to practice this, and probably you're going to fall asleep before you get to this important part, but at some point, while you're still conscious, but very relaxed, where your body is just completely disassociated, your, your body doesn't move, you're completely disassociated from the body, it's as if your body doesn't exist, and your eyes are closed. This is very important. Your eyes are still, no matter how dark the room is, when your eyes are closed, there's one part of your field of vision, which is a tiny little spot of light, and it will move as your eyes move. It doesn't matter how dark the room is. It doesn't matter how tightly your eyes are closed. You will find a tiny spot of light in your field of vision. It's a spot It may not be bright. It's, it's just lighter than the other, the rest of your field of vision. Find that spot. And... This you know, most people find it pretty easily, but you, you really won't find it until you're very relaxed. If if you're um, not relaxed, your eyes tend to dart around, and you probably won't find it. But if you're really relaxed, and your mind is very relaxed, you'll find that bright spot pretty easily. Now, find it. You find it. I'm going to tell you that that white spot is very close to the realm of manifestation that we're looking for. You want to go into that that white spot because I'm going to tell you that nobody medically or scientifically can find out why that white spot is there. That is a perceptual thing. That is something that happens through perception and sensing. There's no reason physiologically why that white spot exists. There's not a uh, nerves. It's not the blind spot, but you'll find it. It's very close to the realm of manifestation that we're looking for. And when you find it, I want you to keep it and maintain it. And put your thoughts into that white spot. And don't try to carry these thoughts into your sleep. But let this affirmation come to you. And say this affirmation and put it into that bright area. And says, I'm seeking the power of this living God. 
and I am finding this power of the living God, and your determination, your will, is that I am going to find this. I'm looking for you. I'm going to find you. I want to find the power of the living God and do this. And what you'll find is that you'll drop off to sleep while you're doing this and do this with every ounce of willpower you have. And when you do this, that spot of white will grow and there'll be, it's not, now it's not a bright light. It's not the tunnel you go into, you know, when you die, but the spot of brightness will grow as if a light is coming on in your room. And if this does happen, you're kind of startled and you you open your eyes and go, wait, you know, did, did somebody turn a light on? Um, it is very startling, but then you'll get used to it. You know, don't, don't go, oh man, I messed it up. Just try it again the next night. It's not a contest. We have thought last week, I'm finding the power of the living God. When you get that white spot going, when you can go into that white spot, I want you to merge with the living God. My thoughts are part of the living God. Say it until you believe it. My thoughts are part of this living God. Don't force it. Don't force anything. If you try to force this, it ain't going to work. And for, for people like me who are overachievers, who want to learn something in an hour, it's very hard to put the brakes on it. This is something you have to learn a little bit at a time. My thoughts are part of the living God. Direct it into that broad area. And before you know it, you want to drop off to sleep. And this is a definite step along the way. This is a definite, definite step along the way. Because... You're training your thoughts to be in alignment with the creative, living God law. And if your thoughts are in alignment with the creative God law, the creative life principle, then you're going to change the way you think, you're going to change the way you live, and you're going to learn to manifest. So this is something that um, I will um, I will tell you um, works. And even if you don't start manifesting piles of money, and even if you don't start manifesting um, heaps of uh, gold and attract everything you want immediately, you're going to really benefit from this exercise. You're going to have the deepest, most relaxing sleep, the most vivid dreams. You'll be able to control uh, the direction of your dreams. You're going to find that this is one of the greatest things you can ever do for your peace of mind. And... Um, so practice this exercise and let me know how you do I would love to I would love to hear how you do this and as always you can um, contact us via email with questions if you have questions about any of this send them to me and I'll be glad to answer it uh, you can also call in with questions um our number is uh, 657-383-0525. Of course, we only have about four minutes left of the show right now. But um, uh, by, any, by all means, anytime somebody feels like calling me and asking me questions, uh, you can do that. If nothing, if, so, if what I say is something's not clear, I'll be glad to make it more clear. Pardon me, I'm wetting my whistle. Talking like this is uh, <clears throat> is thirsty work. I want to tell you that many of these exercises um, that I'm giving you, um, 
are uh, are taught in yogi, um, taught in uh, dream yoga, and um, and by various yogins throughout throughout history, and uh, are actually practiced by people uh, um, uh, who practice Christian mysticism as well. This is not something that is uh, anti-religious. Again, if you if you if you worship a personal god. Uh, I have no quarrel with you, and and these teachings should not, um, and these exercises should not in any way affect you. And in fact, these affirmations um, will you could you could do these in Sunday school. You could do these affirmations in Sunday school, and the Sunday school teachers say, "Very good, very good. Yes, yes. You know, be be in touch with the living God, because as I as I reiterate, what we call God." is not necessarily personality, but law. The laws whereby creation occurs. Oh gosh, what else do I want to cover today? Um, the, uh, um, I'll tell you that the creative will bursts with the desire to manifest. That's why the universe is here. That's why we're here. That's why the teeming... You understand that? The diversity of life and the diversity of plant life and the diversity of crystals, um, there could have just been one, right? You know, one homogenous substance and one plant and uh, um, one life form. You know, there could have just been one and it would have worked. It would have worked, right? One plant throughout the entire planet, one substance throughout the entire planet, one life form. throughout That would have worked. But the creative will is just bursting with this desire to manifest in many, in all of its myriad ways. If you, if we, in our stupidity, destroy one species, two other species crop up to take its place. So we know that the creative will itself has desire. And next week we're going to talk more about desire. Um, desire can ruin you, by the way, um, but. There is a proper desire. So desire of this creative will is what is what drives lower forms of life to be evolved into higher forms. And it's what, what powers and fuels evolution. It's the evolutionary urge which says, keep moving, keep going upward, keep improving. And why the more advanced human beings are constantly striving or personal improvement. Um, so, this creative will finds the desire to make suns, create suns and planets and moons and stars, and they come into manifestation. So, if the creative will of the universe can do that, why can't we break off a little piece of that for ourselves and manifest? Something as simple as happiness, as love, a little bit of money doesn't hurt. Peace on earth. It's not too much to ask. In the Streets of Beverly Smith is coming up, I believe, after this show. And um, tune in for that. So uh, we'll see you next week. I'm Reverend John St. Germain, and I love you guys. See you next week.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.